had a great conversation with uh, one of my assistant coaches yesterday. And um, it's with this is our first year working together, he and I, and uh, he's a newer coach. He's coached other sports, but um, he's new to hockey. And um, he just got back from getting his coaching certification. And um, so when he came back, he said, hey, I had a question. Um, how do you feel about small area games? And why aren't we doing more small area games in our practices? And so I thought it was a great question. And, and actually, the answer, in my opinion, would, would help other coaches as well. So I wanted to kind of expound upon that. So there, there are different objectives at different points in the season. And also, when you're planning out your practices, there, you know, every drill serves a purpose. And hockey is a more complex sport than most other sports. You know, I mean, generally speaking, you know, football, rugby, baseball, if you can run and catch a ball, um, you know, then, then the details, the technical sides of, of those games aren't as deep as the technical side of hockey. And so when I'm going through and planning practices and, and deciding what needs to happen at a certain point in the season, uh, I'm always thinking in terms of, of what I call development sequences. These are three things, three, like every drill is going to accomplish one or more of these three things. And so when players are just barely learning a skill, you know, that may be a new skill or, or brushing up on an old skill, then you want to do drills that are, are in the acquisition phase. So this is where we're acquiring new skills. And um, with the specific group of players that we're working on, you know, they're younger kids. Some of them are fairly experienced. Some of them are less experienced. And so we're doing a lot of drills right now that are in the acquisition phase. Well, once you've kind of got you know, the baseline of what your expectations are with how, how any given skill should look. So, you know, for example, we've been doing a little bit of work on, you know, forward strides, um, crossovers, things like that, some fundamentals. Uh, and, and with each time that we're talking through a skill, we're laying out key points of what that skill should look like. You know, so we want to make sure we have a deep knee bend, for example. We want to make sure we're, we're pushing out to the side at the proper angle on our forward stride, things like that. Now, that doesn't mean that a player needs to be perfect in any given skill before moving on. But as a coach, you need to have laid the groundwork, the expectation, so that now as you move on to the next phase, which is development, okay, so it's acquisition first, teach the basic skill, you know, do it slowly, make sure that the, you know, the details are being taught. Then you move them on to development, which is still working on that skill, but at an increased speed with more elements involved. So it might not just be a forward stride. It might be a forward stride with a puck. So maybe, you know, one day you've worked on the forward stride, the next practice you've really focused on puck control and what the fundamentals of puck control should look like. Now you're going to combine those. Okay. So now you're doing a forward skating drill that involves some puck control. Um, you know, you, you can combine these any ways you want, but we're talking combining raw skills together. So maybe, you know, there may be a drill where it's forward skating with puck control and some power turns, and then you involve some passing. So these are development style drills. Okay. And so when you see like a flow drill, that's in my opinion, that's like a development style drill where you're involving skating, passing, shooting, timing, you know, various elements of the game. Although it may not be, you know, game intensity yet, but that's where application, that's a third phase application. So now this is doing the skills at game intensity, you know, ga at game speed 
with game intensity, with pressure, with, you know, competition, people trying to, you know, it's not just like, Hey, go out there in this vanilla atmosphere and, uh, you know, have a nice flowy drill where you're giving and receiving passes and nobody's trying to take the puck off you. Now you're putting this in a situation where, okay, now we're doing game like speed, game like pressure, game like situation. That's your acquisition phase or sorry, that's your application phase. So then you ask yourself, okay, well, what, what phase are we at with our team? And what does any given drill accomplish? So if I'm going to go out there and say, hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to spend a lot of time on small area games today, but my players still don't even know what the fundamentals of a good forward stride are. Well, then they're going to be out there just hacking around. Um, and, and small area games, they serve a purpose. They serve an application type purpose, but they're not going to teach. A small area game can't teach the mechanics of a stride. A small area game can't teach the mechanics of proper stick handling. The small area game can't teach the mechanics of properly giving and receiving a pass on your forehand and backhand or the various passing types, you know, the soft hands pass or the touch pass or the saucer pass, the forward ha- for, forehand and backhand. Small area games don't, don't teach the technical side of the game. Small area games are great for application. So once the kids have kind of, you know, moved through the first two phases and, and it doesn't have to take a ton of time on the first two phases, you know, it, it may just be like, Hey, let's introduce this stride. Now, as they're going through the development style drills, we're reinforcing the things that we've talked about, you know, like, Hey, make sure as you get, you know, going from half speed to full speed, as you burst, that you're not losing your technique on your stride. Make sure that you're still pushing off to the side. Make sure you maintain that deep knee bend. Make sure you're not having your head bobbing, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, the same thing as they move into applications. So now you're saying, hey, you know, we just we just worked a lot on our puck handling and our deeks. Now you're going to be playing this, you know, confined space stick handling drill. I expect you to utilize the things that we just worked on. And that's where, in my opinion, small area games make the most sense. And so we had this conversation, it was a brief conversation with this coach, um, but I explained to him, like, at this point of the season with this group of players specifically, they need they need more groundwork. They need to have that foundation laid. And so, you know, we're going through a lot, we're spending a lot of our practice time on acquisition right now with this specific group of kids. Now, it doesn't mean it's the same for everybody. You know, you may have a, a group of kids that's already, or maybe they're older, or maybe they're very, you know, uh, well-matured players where your acquisition is just a quick review of, you know, let's iron out some wrinkles after the summer and uh, shake off the rust and then get straight back into our development and, and application style practices. But it's different for every group. And so for this group, we're needing to spend a lot of time on acquisition right now. And eventually we'll be moving into, you know, where we spend quite a bit more time on development and application, but that's not quite where they're at yet. So it all, it all hinges on understanding, like not just saying, Hey, well, you know, USA hockey says that, you know, we need to be doing more small area games. So let's do that. You got to understand, okay, well, what, what is the purpose of small area games in general? And then as you're looking through your, your various drills, you're saying, okay, what does this specific small area game work on? And how does it apply to the things that we've been teaching the kids, um, you know, as far as their skill development and, and, you know, the acquisition and development phases of, of the development. So that's what we're, that's what we're looking at. And that's my strategy as I'm planning practices and kind of thinking through what I want to do with, 
um, you know, with players over the course of a season. So hopefully that helps. And hopefully that kind of clears up, you know, maybe some confusion on when is it appropriate to use, to use smaller games versus flow drills versus, uh, you know, raw skill type drills. And, um, you know, I, I would love to hear any feedback though, that you have, because, um, this is what we've, we've been doing. I've, I've seen success with, but, um, you know, I would love to know, uh, what, what other coaches are doing out there. So that's my two cents worth. And, um, we'll be back again with another soundbite soon.